Broadcasting from behind the Second Amendment Iron Curtain in the shadows of the New York City skyline, this is Gun For Hire Radio, the voice of one million New Jersey gun owners, with your hosts, Sandy Berardi and Master Firearms Trainer, Anthony Calandra. Live from the land that freedom forgot, the most listened to Second Amendment broadcast in the nation. Welcome to it, Cluster Bombs. If you want to hang out, you got to check her out, Cocaine. Nice. She don't lie, she don't lie, she don't lie, <laughs> Cocaine. We don't know how it got in the White House. No, we have no idea. We think it was one of the Trumps that dropped it. How to but be, anyway. how to be Baron. Um, and now we're going to send cluster bombs to Ukraine and possibly signal World War III because the warmongers and the neocons are salivating. And uh, Fortunately, both of us, you and I, both of us are surrounded by number one targets. So we're fucking dust. We're in the dust zone. Yes. Because <laughs> you That's don't want to okay. be limping away from this bitch. No, no, I'm good. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready. So you might have heard my rant today, uh, the opening. I'm going to go over that. But from when I videoed the opening a few minutes ago somebody walked by with the new ANJRPC newsletter and uh, we all know we love when Scott gets the hairs up on his back right yeah so Scott Bach just uh, penned another uh, executive director's message for ANJRPC.org and <laughs> I gotta read it I'm gonna try to paraphrase with like pretend I'm him as best I can you ready so this is Scott's uh, editorial in ANJRPC, it's titled Unrepentant in Big Black Caps. After being dealt a devastating new legal blow on the carry killer law, the Murphy administration has doubled down on its effort to destroy to the right of armed defense by law-abiding citizens, decreeing the court's ruling as devastating for public safety. The Murphy administration quickly filed an appeal seeking to reverse the preliminary injunction that blocks most of the carry killer law while ANGRPC's lawsuit proceeds. The fight now turns to that appeal. In my last column, I urged Murphy to acknowledge his past mistakes on the Second Amendment, do some honest self-examination, and make a course correction on the issue. Now we have his answer. He is utterly unrepentant on the Second Amendment. Accordingly, Murphy has now reaffirmed what gun owners have always known. He is a petty tyrant and an enemy of the people. Think about it. What kind of leader tries to prevent people from being able to defend themselves? What kind of leader refuses to follow the clear direction of the highest court in the land? What kind of leader thinks he knows better than the God-inspired men and women who founded the greatest nation in the history of the world? The answer is that leader is, in fact, no leader at all. That leader is not fit for leadership in the first place. That leader lacks wisdom, intelligence, empathy, respect, maturity, reverence, and the capacity to admit that he has been wrong. So be it. The governor has had every opportunity to repent. Now he is going to reap the whirlwind of his own making. And gun owners are here to help. Gun owners will ensure that he has repeated humiliating defeats in the courts. Gun owners will ensure that he is never elected to another higher national office. 
Gun owners will ensure that his legacy in history is a warning to others of what not to do when the people's liberty is in your care. So bring it on. Gun owners are ready. We have fought for freedom too long and too hard to ever be overcome by an imbecilic dictator Ooh. like him. <laughs> Together we will prevail. Governor imbecile. I like that. <laughs> Scott is pissed. He's on huh? fire. Good. I like it when he gets his goat up like that. Yeah, absolutely. So, it's okay. We're in court. Uh, uh, Dan Schmutter covered that last week. October starts uh, everything for us, and it's going to uh, it's going to be a good race. It's going to be a race to the to the Supreme Court. Obviously, obviously, the Second uh, Circuit is dragging their feet in the Antioch versus ANJRPC uh, ANJRPC lawsuit against the state because uh, that was filed in March. They heard that, and the Second Circuit hasn't come out with anything yet. At least the Third Circuit is moving us along, and we got a good court schedule. So that's what Dan says. You know, we got October is good. So, you know, uh, Jules sent me an email. He's like, you know what I love about Dan Schmutter? He's so damn smart, and he knows how to talk to the rest of us, Jules. <laughs> you know what else we have to always be blessed for? We have these people on our side. Yeah. You know, the other side might have Bloomberg money and Soros money and, you know, uh, Governor Imbecile's money. But we have we have the best legal people on our side. And, you know, the courts have been in our favor a bunch of times and we're going to prevail. If we don't prevail in the third, which I think we have a good chance of, we're going to prevail at the Supreme Court because the way this, the, the second circuit is dragging their feet the supreme court might be intervening the supreme court might say you know what we're going to take the third circuit case and we're going to take the second circuit case too and we're going to enjoin them and we're going to have some fun so they can kick and scream all they want platkin murphy et al the rest of these anti-gunners you know no data yet a year knock on wood People have been carrying no data of anybody with a carry permit going crazy or doing something stupid and it's killing them that that's happening you know, it's killing them that that's happening. So, uh, you know, it's 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 interesting where we are in this side of history. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. But I know without a shadow of a doubt that we are going to win in the end. It's just going to take us another six months to a year, ladies and gentlemen. So just hang out and keep fighting and keep donating. Last week's uh, email that went out on Sunday to support those uh, who support you Sunday We sent an email out to the hundreds of thousands of people in the Gun for Hire uh, database, and we put all of the 2A groups as well as knife rights and the CNJFO dinner and everything on that email. So Phoebe and Matt did a great job supporting those who support you. Uh, You remember uh, in New Jersey, we have the New Jersey Gun Violence Research Center down in in Rutgers or Princeton. Run by the— Rutgers. uh, uh, the uh, professor and his Michael, wife. Michael Antisis and his wife combined, they make about $700,000 mm. a year that we know of. That we know of. Yeah, yeah, the, uh, without, New Jersey. The, without the dark money. Yeah. So they took a survey. Anybody listen to this show been called up for one of these surveys? Not me. I don't know. Maybe right? They, I mean, maybe they, you uh, think. Yeah. So they did a recent study, and they found, based on their answers to a variety of questions, a group of individuals appeared as though they might be falsely denying firearms ownership when directly asked by researchers. Well, duh, who trusts the government? 
holy shit, how many millions of dollars we spent on that question? See, he he wrote here, it may also be there's a distrust oh. between the researchers that are conducting research and the firearm-owning community really speaking to the need for cross-discipline efforts to reduce firearm injury and death. We all know that you're funded by the state. You're, you're led by Murphy. You're an anti-gun non-think tank whose only goal is gun confiscation why would anyone tell you the truth <laughs> yeah they aren't being honest with the anti-gun lobby okay you know what it's, i mean there's like, a surprise so <laughs> underreported of course it's underreported do you know how many people have guns in their possession their grandfather died and left them guns right. they don't have a firearms id card you know the law used to say all you had to do was be eligible for right. a firearms right. id card that's right Okay, but here's an interesting jewel that they garnered from this think tank that's sucking millions of dollars of our money. Guess what they came up with, Sandy? They noted that new information appeared with this research that not only gun ownership, but there's been a, believe this or not, a changing demographic. <laughs> In gun okay? owners? They've, oh. they've discovered that this, that so often people think of white, middle-aged, and older men living in royal, rural environments as firearms owners. But guess what they found out? They're starting to see women and more racial and ethnic minorities owning no. firearms. Oh, All you no. had to do was visit Gun for Hire for five minutes. I could have saved you <laughs> half a million dollars. And let me tell you, it must be sending chills up their spine yeah. because this is not only the anti-gun but it is the jim crow anti-gun lobby and those people shouldn't have guns and the reason we enacted these laws wonderful common sense laws is to keep those people from getting them didn't they even say that in one of their uh, they, in one of their uh, arguments in court Yes, of course they did. Uh, uh, it's, we don't want those people to have guns. Right. That was McKeon in, uh, McKeon. in Essex Fells and stuff, yeah. John McKeon. Yeah. We don't want those. Do we really want those people in Patterson, Camden, Trenton, and Newark having those guns? No, Is we that what you want? Do you really want that? Yeah. So anyway, so <laughs> it's you guys and girls listening to the show, just so you know, a couple million dollars in research and some overpriced salaries for these supposedly yep. neutral gun research Of your taxpayer dollars. They found out that it's not all fat old white guys uh, getting guns anymore. That's very weird, huh? Yeah, and it never really always was. Yeah. Well, good for them. I'm glad that they turned that uh, around, and now we all know that, though. I feel a lot better. Maybe they should do a study on repeat criminals committing crimes and violent crimes with guns, and maybe they should be studying those people and then going back to the prosecutors and the judges and the politicians saying, you know, when we had a chance and we locked that person up, we probably should have kept them locked up so they wouldn't have committed a crime again and again and again. But really, that would make so much sense, no, right? it would never occur. They just busted these three guys in Union County for a months-long crime spree. These three guys are in their 30s. 56 crimes, including armed robbery and carjacking, in a month. 
<laughs> okay? They went before the judge. They were released on their own recognizance. Of course, because they'll show up. Yeah, Carrying illegal guns and everything. So Michael Antisis and your people and your wife and this other woman that did these studies, why don't you s- study this a little bit? You know why you won't study like this? Because the people that are paying you don't want this right. statistics uncovered. <laughs> Absolutely Okay, right. they want this shit hidden yep okay they want it hidden they want it swept under the rug they want it buried they don't want anybody to know that that's what's going on instead let's keep focusing on the law-abiding citizen let's keep letting crime grow while we continue to take the defensive means away from the law-abiding citizens what could possibly go wrong and it would play right into there the entire purpose of doing that which is to make you dependent on mommy and daddy government Yep. They just fired another guy who videotaped people leaving the store, shoplifting $600 worth of goods. The corporate fired him. Be- I, I forgot what company it was. They fired him because he's not supposed to engage. He was just videotaping him, right? So at what point does it devolve where all of us, yeah. the law-abiding citizens, say, we're not going to pay for shit anymore? Right. We're just going to walk in a store. We're going to take what we want, and we walk out. Right. Why are we, why are we not doing it yet? Right. At what point are we going to do this? Because we're freaking law-abiding, and that's one of the biggest problems. We have to change, uh, I guess we have to change uh, and stop paying for, because we're paying for them to take it out anyway, in the, in the cost of higher prices, uh, deserts, as the, uh, as the left likes to call them, for uh, pharmaceuticals, for uh, clothing, for uh, groceries. So nobody's going to be open in those neighborhoods, but it's going to spread. You don't think... Like we always said, you know, everybody says you know, the crime, oh, it doesn't happen in my neighborhood. Or well, why is the crime happening here and not in the hood? Because you got the nice shit. Yep. And yep. They're, com- they're, they're coming for you. Remember in my development, I live in a beautiful development mm. with the ugliest people, right? Yeah. Four Seasons yeah. Great yeah. Notch. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, Remember the catalytic converter theft? Yeah, yeah. Well, they busted two guys that are part of a quick strike crew who've stolen 26 catalytic converters over two days in the Teaneck and Clifton area, right? Holy so there shit. was probably the guys that stole. Yeah, 26 in two days. So they, they stole all of these. They got caught with all of them. And guess what? What did the judge do when he went before them? Don't he released he them. Did he really? They're back out on the street cutting catalytic converters out again. John McConnell writes out, It turns out the two men, Omar Fernandez and Gabriel Burgos, both 31, were arrested for a similar crime in Clifton in April before, and before a judge <laughs> released both of them two days later under New Jersey's bail reform law. So they were already released on bail for stealing catalytic converters, and they got arrested again for stealing catalytic converters, and that judge released him too. I bet... <laughs> I can bet what they're doing tonight. Yeah, can you guess? <laughs> Unbelievable. So, ladies and gentlemen, unfortunately for us, wake up in the morning, your catalytic converter's been cut out of your kid's car. They can't drive it to work. They got to spend $1,000 to have it towed, and they got to get it repaired, and they're going to miss two or three days of work. Guess what? Our law abiding tax-paying citizens they don't care about us okay the lawmakers out there do not give a shit about us they care about the criminals and the illegals right they do Pretty not much. care about us you people need to wake up even you non-gun people need to start waking up at what point do i just walk into a store and start taking stuff i don't want to pay for it anymore yeah i know Seriously, I should not have to pay if everybody else doesn't have to pay. Well, uh, the, the good part is is that 
I worked four jobs to get through college and med school, and uh, looks like I'm going to have to pay for everybody else's college uh, because, ooh, wow, they didn't know it cost money. I started working at 12 years old delivering newspapers and then 13 mm -hmm. years old in the deli and continue delivering newspapers six to seven days a week. Yep. I am now 62. I'm on a 50-year run. Yeah, exactly. 50 <laughs> years of working. Right. We didn't, we, you and I, we didn't work because we wanted to get little things. We worked because we had to contribute to the family income because we was poor. I used to give my mother 50% of everything yep. I made every week yep. towards the house. The other 50% with me. Some weeks it was $8, whatever. But yeah, anyway. Whatever it was, right? All right, so today's July 9th. That means that the rest of A74769 has taken effect in New Jersey. The new requirements and penalties are now enforceable. That's the carry law. Right. That was supposed to take effect July 1st. Now, of course, the state police do not have the new training requirements yet, okay, which they're allowed to not follow the law. Right, right. But we're not. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You're, Again, the, you, the, you have to have these requirements. Oh, that's great. I'll meet the requirements. What are the requirements? We don't have them yet. Yeah. But the you're not in compliance. The, the duplicity of the yeah, three tiers. Exactly. And, and, you know, the frustration level. I have emails, too. The, the way police, some police departments are treating law-abiding, tax-paying citizens, too. It just shows you it's systemic from the top to the bottom. You know, like when you go to your town to pay your taxes or get a permit or something, they treat you like you're garbage, yeah. right? Because they yeah. fill your garbage. You're standing at the it's, you're standing at the counter while they ignore you for 15 minutes. It's systemic from the top to the bottom. You know, just treat the working man and woman like garbage. You know, it's interesting that I have a comparison now, right? Um, you know, residing in two different southern states over the past year. And you see it in comparison to what happens in, say, North Jersey or Central Jersey, South Jersey. And it is so much different here. Yep. It is just so much different. You see it, right, in Florida. I got, I got a quick story. Share your story, and then I'm going to share my story, and it's going to piss everybody off. It's just that you walk into, even we had to go to DMV. You walk into DMV, good morning, how are you? What? And they move the line along, good morning, sir, how are you, sir, ma'am, everything. Very nice, Every every everybody's polite, everybody can, can't can be more helpful. Uh, I had to go to uh, a in Passaic County to get a copy of my birth certificate because God knows what pod it's in. Um, <laughs> my God, what a, what a juxtaposition. It was, just, it was unbelievable, the difference completely ignored, completely ignored. Uh, for, it had to be a half an hour. And if you ask someone a question, it's like you're putting them out. And, and, the, and the, it's just night and day. So I'm uh, doing something to the house in Florida, and I need a permit. So Tracy and I close on the house on 525. I get a phone call around 620, June 20th, from the construction company, and they're like, uh, we can't pull the permits yet because the house, the title on record is still the old owner's uh, name, and it takes six to eight weeks to change the record in our experience, so we're going to have to wait. I said, okay, so for the hell of it, I go on the tax assessor's website, and there's a little 
contact us there, and I call a number, and this woman answers. Her name is Mandy, and I explain the situation to her, and she says, yeah, it goes through a process. It usually <clears> takes, uh, you know, about six to eight weeks. I said, okay. I said, then that's fine. I'll keep checking the website every day. Uh, you have a nice weekend. Be safe, blah, blah, blah. Hung up. An hour later, she calls me up. She goes, uh, Mr. Calandro, she goes, I went to my boss, and uh, you can, if you update the website right now, you're, you're changed as you and uh, Tracy are changed as owner of record. <laughs> I was like, <coughs> hold on, I'm having, I have chest pains and palpitations yeah, right now. Right. I called exactly. the contractor up. I said, uh, Kelly, uh, fresh to site, we're back up. I'm like, can you believe that, Sandy? Yeah. And this is Lee County. There's yeah. a lot of people in Lee County. Yeah, it's there not, are. You know, Bumblebrook, yes, you know what I mean? Yeah, right. So anyway, that's how it works in a in a state where they don't hate you, right? That's how it works, right? So, so that now we got to we got to talk about this uh, a four seven six nine. We didn't cover this with Dan last week because Dan had to get in the woods with everything else. Dan got cut off early because a call came through and he didn't get to talk about Quint the Wonder Dog. But next time he's on, we're going to start with Quint. Yeah, we should. So he, if he gets cut off, we at least we that's got right. Quint. at least we got Quint in. Yes. So. The first of the new requirements now is that the applications for carry permit must be turned in with proof of having taken the new training requirements, but we have not gotten them from the state police yet, all right? So we await. The next thing that was supposed to take effect was liability insurance. You don't need life in- liability insurance, but if you live in New York, MY TAC defense. If you live in New Jersey, U.S. Law Shield. Use gun for hire, one word, as a code for both of those, please. So now, a permit holder shall not consume alcohol, a cannabis item, or any other controlled substance while carrying. This includes prescription medicine, ladies and gentlemen. So if you're taking something that says do not operate heavy machinery, you probably shouldn't be out with your gun on. Okay? Please, it's important. A permit holder shall not be under the influence of any of the items mentioned above. A permit holder shall not carry a handgun outside of a holster are in a holster that does not meet the holster requirements. The gun has to be carried on your body, and the trigger needs to be covered. Carry, carrying more than two handguns that are under your control you, so that you can still have as many as you want in the trunk or whatever going to the range, but you can't carry more than two handguns at a time under your control. You can't engage in an unjustified display of a handgun. It's extremely vague and undefined, okay? But it can't. you've got to be careful brandishing. I've had some people come into the range carrying concealed, and I tell them, you're not carrying concealed. The shirt is a little too short. The shirt is a little too tight. Yeah, I, I think it's fine. Okay. I'm not, I'm not an expert or anything. I just run a gun range in North Jersey, so I'm not an expert. But 99% of the people have been receptive, but I've gotten a few that told me it's okay. So guess what? If it's okay with them, it's okay with me. I get a lot of questions. Yeah. Can you carry a gun in the range? And this is, I'm speaking for Gun for Hire Woodland Park Range. It's on our frequently asked question page, but I'm going to cover it right now. You can carry it. We fought 32 years for concealed carry, ladies and gentlemen. You can carry anywhere on my property, on all four acres. You can carry anywhere as long as that gun is in its holster and it's concealed. Okay. The only time the gun breaks leather or kydex is when you're standing in the port. You can only draw from the holster and fire and engage your targets and reholster if you've passed our holster draw class or you are active law enforcement. 
Otherwise, it's a no-no. But the gun is allowed here, and the gun stays in its holster the entire time, and we all stay friends. If you go into the store and you're inquiring about a new holster or ammo or a magazine, and the storekeeper asks you what you're carrying, that you do not take it out of the holster to try the new holster or something. You explain it to the clerk, and we handle it from there. We have customers go in the range, Sandy. We've sent customers in the range with five holsters. Go try them all. Go stand in a port. Clear your gun, try all five holsters, package them back up, bring them out, buy one, don't buy one. It's up to you. So, yes, we allow carry. Back to the rules. Duty to inform an officer while carrying in public or in a motor vehicle when you're carrying a concealed handgun or there's one stored in the vehicle if it's unloaded. We can still carry loaded on our persons at the moment within the vehicle restriction while it's being enjoined. So... While carrying in public or in a motor vehicle that you're carrying a concealed handgun. All right. That doesn't mean you just... That's only if you're if the cop comes up to you for a reason. And you say, listen, the cop asks you for ID or something. Like you're part, If you're just walking down the street, you don't have to tell the cop you're carrying a gun. Mm-hmm. I've gotten that question. Okay. Like um, in a pizzeria eating and there's a, a cop comes in to get lunch. Do I need to tell him I have a gun? No. And if you're wearing a shirt that fits right, he doesn't even know you're carrying a gun. Right. Okay. Number two, display your carry permit to an officer when you inform him or her. Please be respectful to them. All right. We ha- we should. But now we should show that we should have your permit on you. All right. Uh, now, if you're detained by an officer and you're carrying, you have to turn over your handgun to that officer at their request. Failure to do so is a fourth degree crime. It's also a fourth degree crime if you carry your uh, carry gun without a carry permit. So your carry permit has to be on you all the time. Yes, a digital photo is good on your phone, but you need to carry your physical permit because the law doesn't say you can get away with just a digital permit. Right. Okay? So please take care of that. So those are some of the new things I wanted to discuss with you. Before I get into the whole 1984 Ministry of Truth thing, I'll tell you, I got to talk about loving gun people. You know, I had Joe Laporto, Brad Hendricks, Gary Mastrangelo, Trevor Frigno, Justin Marchetta, Rashonda Crosby. Uh, Now I got a few other people, and I also have Scott Wentworth. We have a lot of people stepping up for we're going to be doing these civil rights clinics and public speaking clinics. Mm -hmm. So I had another gentleman come to me. Um, I'm not going to list his name. He didn't give me permission yet, but uh, he had come to me. And he says, what about doing an expungement clinic? on how to get an expungement, whether it's a mental health or, you know, criminal expungement. So we have people stepping up and volunteering to help with that, too. Wow. That's so, great. yeah, we're going we're gonna to start doing some real green dragon shit here, sticking it to the state, because it's the state who hates, right? The state hates us. We know, yeah. we know that the first tier, most of the state employees, I shouldn't say most, a lot of the state employees at the lower level hate us, and all of the state employees at the higher level hate us, right? Oh, yes. So... Because uh, there are some good towns out there turning out permits and helping people along the way with the process and everything. Like, I'll give you examples. There's police chiefs where people are submitting their paperwork and they're for the carry permit, which is being more closely scrutinized. And they had something on the record from when they're 16 years old. There are police chiefs which are denying people outright, which now it goes to the prosecutor's office and they say you lied on your application and they can come and pull your FID card and all your guns, right? And there are police chiefs out there that are reaching out to applicants and saying, can I meet you in the office? And they're saying, listen, this popped up, and under the law and public safety clause, I can deny you by this, and 
I would much rather have you clean this up or go see a medical professional, health professional, mental health professional, and have some substantiating background for this and then reapply. So those are chiefs that are doing people a solid. Yeah. Right? Maybe you missed this, I caught this, or this came up, and, you know, under the law and public safety clause or whatever. Uh, those are the solid ones. It's the scum that are just denying people and then flagging them to the prosecutor's office and having their rights taken away from them. So... You know, we talk about this all the time, but I have all of these people and a bunch more. Phoebe sent the email out uh, this week, so I'm not going to knock her. Uh, And we're going to be meeting here on a Wednesday night, and we're going to be coming up with a roadmap. And from that roadmap, we're going to be doing the initial seminar, which will be registration. It'll be free. And the first one, and if everybody's willing to be videotaped, we're going to videotape it so we can share it far and wide. If there are some people that don't want to be videotaped, we'll do a live one, and then we'll do a videotape one with the ones that are willing to be videotaped. But uh, to me, this is big. The government is going to hate this. So uh, Assemblyman Auth says, well, if we're doing that, I want to do one. Uh, about getting the vote out. I want to do one about vote by mail. I want to do one by um, uh, voter registration, you know, and vote by mail. I said, Assemblyman, you are on 100%, okay? So we're going to have this. This is going to be a beautiful thing, by the way. This this is going to be great. Uh, by the way, next Saturday, I will be at Aberdeen Guns and Ammo in Monmouth County from 12 to 3 signing books, uh, which I think is pretty cool. So it's, I look forward to seeing John and the guys there. So... Uh, uh, I want to talk about this post I found. Uh, how much time do we have left? Uh, like well, 10 minutes? we are at the halfway mark, so why don't we just do our uh, housekeeping and we'll just move on. Okay. I, I ran up a little bit there. So housekeeping, we talked about law shield. We talked about tax defense. John, um, John's book, John Petrolino's book, Decoding Firearms, is available on Amazon, Kindle, Gun for Hire, and obviously it's available at Aberdeen Guns and Ammo in Monmouth County, where I'll be. Listen, StandStrong.biz is growing in leaps and bounds. If you have a business product or service that's pro-2A, pro-gun, pro-carry, go to StandStrong.biz and register your business. We're going to be doing something. We're going to be launching something, a keychain or something, where everybody can scan a QR2 code to remind them before you eat or spend a dollar, let's keep it in the family, okay? My doctor, Optimal Health Wellness NJ, Optimal Health Wellness NJ, Dr. Joe Sampatero. Check him out, Concierge Medicine. Lake Island Rifle and Pistol Club, L-A-K-E-I-S.org. Please check out Lake Island Rifle and Pistol Club. If you're in uh, the uh, Scotch Plains area, Zen Float Center, zenfloatercenter.com. Tell, tell, uh, oh my God, uh, tell Sharon Decker I said hello. Uh, the other thing is I want to talk about the New Jersey chapter of the Friends of the NRA is having a fundraiser at uh, Biagio's October 5th. I'm the keynote speaker. We are also the FFL. It's going to be huge. Go to friendsofnra.org, click events, and buy your tickets now. The CNJFO DC Project fundraiser is July 29th from 6 to 10 p.m. July 10th is the cutoff. So this is the last time you're going to hear this. Today is the 9th. By tomorrow, buy your tickets, okay? It's going to be a great event. Uh, Jay Factor is speaking. Brian Bergen is speaking. And Bill Spadia will be speaking. And there's going to be, I guess, products and giveaways. It's at the mansion. All good people down there. Rosie sent me a lengthy email, too. Uh, Aunt, Matt, I want to extend an invitation for you to to attend the CNJFO Cigar Dinner Fundraiser on Thursday, August 17th at the Cigar Social as my guest. 
Uh, we want to give you something for, you know, all you do for the 2A. You don't have to do anything, Rosie. Just keep doing what you do. Uh, so it's the CNJFO Cigar Dinner and Meet and Greet Thursday, August 17th from 6 to 10 p.m. at the Cigar Social in Freehold, New Jersey. It's a $99 donation. It's exclusive use of the social membership-only lounge. Italian catering featuring several hot foods, salad, and bread. BYOB soft drinks are included. You get two cigars to get you started, and there's thousands more in the humidor. Go to cnjfo.com and uh, get in there. Also, the last plug is Knife Rights. Knife Rights Ultimate Steel is going on now. Minimum $20 donation. The more you donate, the more tickets you get. Every year, people win knives, and uh, and there's guns and all other stuff there up for raffle. You'll see a gun uh, for uh, a knife for me. You get two, one autograph by me and an autograph book of Crime Proof, as well as another knife for using. So please go to KnifeRights.org, click on Ultimate Steel, and, uh, and scroll down. It's going to be a, a great thing every year. You want to support those who support you. So, uh, Sandy, have you seen anything about this judge who ruled against the Ministry of Truth, the uh, Obama slash Biden administration? No, what I have happened? not. No. Well, already the uh, Obama slash Biden administration appealed it, but a judge, a federal judge, appealed, uh, sided with. Uh, a lot of attorney generals because the big tech companies have been colluding with the government. You know that social media companies have a weekly meeting with the White House on what to mm. what to what to squash and what not to squash. You right? really said they didn't. Yeah. And the judge called it Orwellian, dystopian, and like the Ministry of Truth <laughs> in a hundred and twenty two page brief. Missouri v. Biden. Okay? But already the uh, the White House and the um, legacy media have knocked it. The White House is a appealing decision, which is a bad idea for them because this is going to go to the Supreme Court and it's going to be even worse for them because the next step after the appeal is going to be en banc and then Supreme Court. OK, but, you know. They admitted it. You know, Zuckerberg admitted it in an interview. Jen Psaki, when she was the press secretary, they admitted that they get together, you know, and, and the, the White House was threatening uh, Twitter and Facebook. Like put that like somebody wrote something uh, not desirable about Joe Biden's granddaughter. And boom, 15 minutes later, they got the person banned and the thread taken down off Twitter. I mean, come on. Listen, we all know this has been going on, right? Absolutely. We, we all know. Anybody who has conservative leanings know that this has been going on. Zuckerberg just launched a new thing called Threads to compete with Twitter. <laughs> and already he's banning everything. And they keep all of your data. He already has Instagram. He already has WhatsApp. He already has Facebook. Yeah, just give him everything. Yeah. Just give him 1.3 billion people and all exactly. the data because the product is you. Yeah. That's All right, right, listen, keep Facebook to post family photos and if you're selling something or whatever. But Twitter right now, with Musk owning it, is the only way to go. I'm at Calandro, number two, letter A. Follow me on Twitter. I post some pretty good stuff on there. That's really the only app right now that's not colluding with the government. So it's pretty cool in this dystopian time that the judge came out and said, this is really what's going on. And we all knew it was really going on. It's big. Obviously, Sandy, they're going to continue to do it. There's still workarounds, obviously. Absolutely, There's going yeah. to be communication because the media people are in bed with the government people, are in bed with the social media people. 
they all go to the same fundraisers. They travel in the same social circles. Their kids are in the same private schools. They belong to the same country clubs. Okay, it's like George Carlin used to say: "It's a big club, and you ain't in it." That's right. All right, and don't ever forget that. So you know, on Twitter, I see these posts and stuff, and I saw this post from this African American dude, and uh, his Twitter handle is "You're a smartass, Carl." It's U R underscore A underscore smart underscore A S S Carl. I think it's really cool, but he wrote this post and I want to read it a little bit. He goes, As a young Democrat, I'm no longer a Democrat, advocating for gun control, I never owned a single firearm. However, a criminal invaded my home and proceeded to shoot me with a gun obtained through a straw purchase. Upon coming becoming a gun owner, I encountered the usual criticism from my friends and family who support gun control. To them, owning a gun meant succumbing to fear and paranoia, and by their logic, it implied letting the gun lobby prevail. Apart from my best friend, hardly anyone supported the notion. You see, my family and friends are staunch Democrats. They believe in every stereotype about guns and gun culture. Guns are only for the police and criminals. Gun culture is a good old white boy club and white people would kill black gun owners. These stereotypes and falsehoods were fed to me, thanks to popular gun control narratives. After enduring a gunshot wound and undergoing months of hospitalization and physical therapy, I resolved to delve into research on guns, gun culture, and gun laws. After extensive research, I discovered the extent of misinformation spread by the news media. I also came to realize the, the realization of the ineffectiveness of gun control laws. The individual who shot me was able to bypass these laws intended to prevent criminals from acquiring firearms by having his girlfriend make an illegal gun purchase. Gun control solely penalizes the innocent. Its true intention has always been to empower the ruling class, prioritizing their safety rather than that of the average citizen. Holy shit, I love this guy. As I immersed myself in pro-gun circles, I was astonished to discover the remarkable diversity within the gun community, including individuals of black, Hispanic, LGBT, Asian, and female backgrounds. Unfortunately, the gun control news media deliberately disregards these groups to promote a misleading narrative that suggests only straight white men are involved in gun ownership and gun culture. The media employs this tactic to portray gun culture as racist, aiming to manipulate future generations and facilitate the relinquishment of their Second Amendment rights. I'm going to stop for a second. That is why we win people over every day at Gun For Hire, Sandy, because every day, every size, shape, and color walks through these doors, yep. and they walk out knowing that they've been lied to. Right. And it sticks on a lot of them yes, because a lot of them become foot soldiers in our cause because they keep coming back here over and over again. And they bring friends and they bring family members. OK, I love what we do. So he goes over the past 12 years, I have witnessed gun ownership shift from a shift from a source of American pride to a stigmatized and wrongly associated notion with taboos and racism. A culture war is being waged against those who wholeheartedly uphold the Second Amendment. If you don't assist in the enactment of, of extensive gun control laws, the irrational gun control community labels you as a proponent of gun violence. Oh, my God. Spot on. However, nothing could be further from the truth. 
the Second Amendment community holds deep concerns about criminal violence and remains resilient against being swayed by emotionally charged gun legislation following a tragedy. We strive to address the genuine root causes of all forms of violence without limiting our focus to a single type. Our commitment extends to combating violence in its entirety. The pro-gun control crowd has overlooked the crucial aspect of the Second Amendment community. Violence is the issue is at hand, irrespective of the tool employed to perpetuate it. Branding someone as hostile solely based on gun ownership hinders our ability to engage in constructive conversations about firearms and violence. I don't possess all the answers, nor I intend to feign knowledge that I lack. We recognize that the individuals we elected are not genuinely invested in addressing the numerous underlying factors contributing to violence. Blaming gun culture as the primary source is the easy route to take. How well was that written, Sandy? That's fantastic. The problem is, you're a smart-ass Carl, is you're extremely intelligent and well thought out, and you're my friend. But I'll tell you what, they hate us, the media hates us, and somebody like you, unfortunately, we need six million more. That's right. As a start, but I commend you for what you're doing. Okay, I commend you. On top of that, we are having another girls' night out. This one's on us. We're buying the food. Thursday, August 3rd, 5.30 till 8.30 p.m. Gun for Hire will be providing dinner for all the attendees. Juan Dulce Desserts is going to be here. No experience necessary. First-time shooters. It's limited to 90 women. We hit 100 last time. We had to go overboard. Okay? It's on our website. You better register now because by next week's show, I'm not going to be pitching this because it's going to be gone. This is why Tony Simon does the diversity shoots. This is why Maj Ture is out there. This is why CNJFO is out there. This is why we all do what we do because it's in our blood. Every one of my listeners out there that's brought people to the range. Sandy, you know how Do you know how contagious it is? Every day somebody will walk up to me and go, hey, Aunt, how you doing? Good. I listen to the show every week. Big supporter. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. I brought six people to the range since I started wow. listening to your show. Wow. Boom! Yep. I brought seven people. That's my nurse My nurse wavering up over there. I had my knee replaced, and I was talking to her about guns, and she was showed an interest, so I invited her here today. Boom! This is all we can do as the foot soldiers of the Second Amendment, of the foot soldiers of civil rights. All we can continue to do is each one reach one. Okay, keep bringing people, keep introducing them. You got somebody on the fence, invite them to the range. We're not going to win everybody over. But again, what do I talk about all the time? When somebody comes to the range, a husband and wife come to the range and they have a perception of us. When they leave here, if they leave here neutral, that's a win. When you bring people here to the range, if they leave here neutral, that is a win. You took a negative to a neutral. If you take the negative to a positive, bravo. Okay, that's a double win. But if you bring them to a neutral, well, eh, it was good, but eh, 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 but it's okay. What was this one here? Uh, this was a great letter. All right. Dear Mr. Calandra, I hope this message finds you well. My name is Adrian. My son and I were at Gun for Hire Woodland Park Range on Saturday, July 1st. It was my first time at your facility, and I want to take a moment to thank you and your team for a great visit. My son has been urging me to join him at the range for quite some time, but scheduling never quite worked out until this past Saturday. My experience was pleasant and seamless from start to finish. 
Your dad gave us a warm welcome at the front door. My father was outside smoking a cigar. <laughs> the ladies at the check-in desk were personable and friendly, and the instructors were, instructors were knowledgeable and attentive as needed. Thank you for your kindness that you extended to us by making sure that we were okay, and more, moreover, for giving me a signed copy of your book, Crime Proof, Think Like a Criminal and Beat Them at Their Own Game. I have been reading your book. The information contained in the book is invaluable, relevant, and timely, given what is going on in the world today. It is time to switch to a defensive mindset and get diligent in preparing for unforeseeable circumstances out, as outlined in the book. Thank you again for taking time out of your busy morning to make me feel welcomed in your facility. I look forward to visiting you again with my son. Best regards, Adrian. How do you like that? That's fantastic. I saw. I knew she was new. She was wavering up, and he was there with his gun case, and I've seen him here before. And I'm like, who's that? And he said, my mom. I said, oh, really? So I went over, and I did the Anthony thing. Welcome yeah. to the family, blah, 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 you know, the whole bit. And uh, that's how we do it, isn't it, ladies? And As Joe Biden would say, that's how we do it. <laughs> that's how we do it. I'm going to tell you right or as now. Or Hunter would say, <laughs> That's driving that train, <laughs> high cocaine. Here, Pietro Caldarelli. Anthony, my name is Pietro, fresh member of the Gun for Hire family. Thank you for your service and your time. Being open on the 4th of July and giving us an opportunity to come to your range has been amazing. Me and my fiance came and we got welcomed as part of the family by the staff. I practiced at the range with Jim Y and uh, was there. Jim always spends time reaching out and correcting me. An amazing instructor, dedicated and passionate. Since I'm a new gun owner, I want to thank you for teaching me and giving me an opportunity to learn the ethnic of the Constitution. Have a happy and fourth best, Pietro Calderi. That's best. Isn't that great? That's I fantastic. I love my job. Yep. I love my job. Hey, Anthony, it's Maury the Plumber. Maccabee Plumbing, ladies and gentlemen. Maccabee, Maury, why aren't you on the quarantine crawl yet? Standstrong.biz. Get on there. I'm a big fan of always uh, giving positive feedback and sharing experience. So I have to tell you that Stav, Stavros in the store has been second to none, if not the greatest, in there. He is a walking encyclopedia and has helped me tremendously whenever I've had questions. He makes coming in more enjoyable than the last. Had to tell you, Maury Kay from Maccabee Plumbing. Thank you. Listen, we all know that's what we have to do. We have to continue to get out there and get people involved and, and be nice to them and Treat them like family because it's their first time, you know, coming into a situation like this. It's it's so important. This is the only way we're going to do it. We're not going to change our government. We're not going to change the media. We have we have to change the people. Sandy, I mean, you you see it. You see the complete opposite in yep. um, Alabama. I see the complete complete opposite in Florida. You know, in both of those states, they still have the national news media, but the local media hasn't been poisoned. The local government hasn't been poisoned yeah. yet, right? Yeah, very true. They can have Boy Scout. And, and, and school outings at a gun range and take a safety class, you know? All the time, I would yeah. be able to do a show and tell if I had a kid in school in Alabama or Florida. Yeah. This is my dad. He owns a gun range, right? Yep. I, would not, I would not be welcome in New Jersey. No, not at all. No, no. But here, it's just, it would be, you'd be more than welcome. You'd, you'd be celebrated. Yep. Here's a nice one. Hi, Anthony. New member from Lynnhurst. Carry application took me three weeks, Lynnhurst PD Department. Thank you. Three weeks, Lynnhurst. Bravo. Uh, hi, Anthony. I want to thank you and your team for everything you do for the 2A community. I'm constantly turning people into your show, onto your show and range to spread awareness. 
Uh, thank you so much. This is uh, from Nick M. He's uh, also volunteered to be a plaintiff under uh, with Dan Schmutter. Thank you. Dan will be getting back to everybody on that. Oh, here's another one. I have to learn how to pronounce his name. What a pain in the ass. It's pronounced D-Case, as in D-Case of Ammo. I didn't know because I'm a little detarded. Okay. All right. Uh, turn to my application in Howell. So J- Donald DeCase has been giving me his uh, updates uh, in Howell Township. They're kind of dragging their feet. Howell Township, you need to step up your game. Anybody out there uh, that knows any hooks in Howell Township, tell them Anthony and Gun for Hire is on their case. Uh, just to let you know, it, uh, don't use my name, but Fairlawn and Pompton Plains just turned around carry permits for two weeks for my friend. Uh, and six weeks for me. Two weeks and six weeks for a turnaround is really good. You know, at Gun for Hire, we're no more than just a gun range and a uh, gun store. Obviously, the two-way activism runs deep. I have a target on my back in Trenton. All the alphabet agencies, uh, you know, the rank and file of the alphabet agencies like me, the bosses of the alphabet agencies, loathe me. And uh, it does make a little life a little harder for us and our staff here yeah, uh, sure. compared to other ranges that keep their heads in the ground. I mean, in the ass. So they keep their heads in their ass or whatever. Uh, Phil B. Got my CCW, town of Bogota, Bergen County. Took four weeks. Thanks for the quals. Feels good. Phil B. I know who you are, Phil. I'm just not going to say your last name because you're always in trouble like me. <laughs> you know, Tom Skelly came up with his wife from Exit Tree. Nice seeing you doing well with all your traveling. And before you head to the Fortress of Solitude, Florida, you know I've been involved with firearm and carry uh, for a living for a long time. Well, after 20-plus years, my wife, Amelia, decided to buy her first gun, and that was big on many levels. So, of course, it was time to take the trip to gun for hire. Uh, he stayed out of the way. He let my guys and girls in the, in the, uh, in the gun store take care of it. And Tom Skelly, his wife, got her gun. I was here today. She came in to pick up her gun. I'm not moving to Florida. I bought a house in Florida for vacationing a couple, a couple weeks every couple of months. I want to go down there and feel the taste of freedom and drive my golf cart while wearing a gun and drinking a Negroni, something <laughs> I wouldn't be allowed to do uh, in New Jersey. You know, you just can't do that here. Uh, what is this? I got another letter here I want to read. Doug A. Hi, Anthony. Ho is well. Hope to get out to gunfire soon. Uh, as I can for a non-resident uh, carry. It revolves around Rhode Island, Massachusetts, and Maryland non-resident applications. I listened to your show. I heard you speak of us being able to qualify for Rhode Island and Maryland applications through Gun for Hire soon. Since I already have a DD-214, is my understanding that I only need to make an application. So he asked a lot of questions, and uh, Tony Arena emailed him back with all the answers. We are going to be doing Rhode Island. We are going to be doing all of these uh, non-resident. We just ordered the targets for them. Will is getting the Maryland uh, certification. We're also working on D.C. non-resident carry. So I want to thank you all for your letters and encouragement. So pretty soon we're going to be offering all of the other uh, non-resident carry. Oh, I want to come up just for D.C. non-resident. Yeah, a lot of people. Dan Schmutter wants that, too. This is a nice email from uh, Jim Jim Howard, NRA certified per, uh, pistol instructor, gun for hire alumni. Hi, Anthony. I hope you have a happy Independence Day. Last Sunday's episode with Dan was another great one, but that's not why I'm writing today. Two weeks ago, I was driving back from Massachusetts with my wife, and we were listening to the show, and you referenced uh, StandStrong.biz. I told my wife that we need to get her boss, Dr. Len uh, Gifrida, uh, remarkable grins to sign up for, for this. 
He's a good guy and a proud 2A supporter, so this was a perfect match. I reached out to him when we got home, and I sent him a podcast as well as the link. I'm happy to report that now he's a subscriber, and he signed up on the StandStrong.biz. Um, so if anyone in Central Jersey is looking for a new dentist, he's our guy. I'm trying to find time when he and I are both able to take a ride up to the Mecca at Gun for Hire. Stay <laughs> tuned. Thanks, Jim, uh, Jim Howard. Jim, that's why I gave you a short answer in the email, because I knew I was going to talk about this on the radio show. Love you a long time. Uh, bring me a cigar. Maybe I'll smoke one with you. This one's from John K. Uh, John C. Hello, I want to thank you for all you do for the gun community. I do enjoy your show, and maybe I missed this one. I live in Brick, and I applied for three handgun permits on 624 and got a call from Brick PD on 626 for me to come in and pay for my permits. Quick turnaround. The thing I was wondering about is that they gave me a mental health form to fill out. I don't ever remember actually filling one out in the past when paying for permits. Uh, again, sorry if I missed something. You don't have to apologize. He's also an NFA, NFT member, but thank you very much. So listen, uh, John C., I know it's pork roll down there, but it's been a long time since you applied for permits. It's a while. They want you to come in and sign a mental health in front of them to have one on record. It's a little bit of a CYA, cover their ass thing, and refresh their uh, folder on you. So it's perfectly normal. I had responded to John C. already. He already took care of it. So, But it's good that you ask again. And if you anybody out there, that's not on our site, but if you go to gunforhire.com, and scroll to like the third or fourth square where it says carry, click on that. There is so much information there from John Henricks, Dan Schmutter, Scott Bach, ANGRPC, FPC. You know, everything is on there, uh, all the links and letters and hot links and, you know, how to go about the process. So many questions can be answered uh, just by going there. And we update it like uh, Phoebe updates it almost daily. I get new stuff, and I'm like, Phoebe, can you put that on the site? And and she does. And uh, now we're waiting for the training requirements to come out, which will be going up immediately. Uh, last letter from Patrick T. I was a pleasure to meet you and staff uh, uh, and family of Gun for Hire. My name is Patrick from Perth Amboy, and I, we met last week. I mentioned him in last week's show. My story to acquire a uh, carry permit was started about a year ago. Uh, anyway, he showed up. Patrick showed up with his 75-year-old mom who celebrated her birthday the day before. She wow. had a walker, I believe. And, you know, we hooked her up. Patrick's been coming in every Friday now, like clockwork, uh, and he's been trying other guns and everything. He got his gun, and he bought a gun from us and everything. Support those who support you. So he comes all the way up from Perth Amboy. I told him I'm going to be at Aberdeen Guns in Monmouth County, which is a little closer to him. Maybe he wants to come down uh, uh, go for him, go up, down, sideways, or whatever it is. And uh, we can uh, we can hook up down there, too. But it's nice. I get so many people from far and away places. You know, Dorian, I know your birthday's coming in September, by the way. If you listen to the show, I'm saying this close to the end. So you better get uh, get ready for your ninth birthday because we're going to have a lot of fun here. Uh, but, again, I can't. I, especially now it's the summer. So many people are home on vacation. It's hot and humid out. We keep it at the range. Uh, we're all kind of big here, so we keep it at a tepid, uh, like 64 degrees at the range here. <laughs> so uh, bring a jacket if you're bringing anybody who's thin or really skinny. Uh, but this is a great time now, July, August, and like the first week, first two weeks of September, to bring people to the range that were on the fence uh, join those 2A groups, but more importantly, uh, let's get everybody their FID cards over this summer, please, and continue getting the carry permits. I know we're waiting for the changes for training. I know we're waiting for the lawsuits in October, but here's the deal. I've been told this by at least 11 state politicians. 
that they check and see how many people have FID cards in their legislative district. Now they're going to be checking to see how many people have carry permits in the legislative district. So if I'm an assemblyman and 62 people have FID cards in my ledge district and 11 have carry permits, you have no power. Right? right? That's right. You have no power. That's right. So in, especially in these Democrat-run legislative districts, let's get out and get everybody who's over 18 years old in your household at minimum, an FID card, yep. even if they don't buy a gun. Right, exactly. Everybody get an FID card. Everybody that that has a handgun and wants to get a carry permit, apply for your carry permit now. If you have skeletons in your closet, mental health issues, you were 14 years old, your girlfriend broke up with you, you told your mom you're going to kill yourself. You got in trouble as a teenager, you got in trouble as an adult. It's 10 years, 15 years, 30 years later. Email us, info at Gun for Hire. We will put you in with the right mental health professional or the right attorney. Or go on standstrong.biz and click and search that way. Get the process started. Tell them Anthony at Gun for Hire sent you. Apply and apply now because the more we have on our rolls, we could have by November, we could be a nice force to be reckoned with. I would love to start telling the politicians, uh, go call the state police and or the AG's office, find out how many FID cards you have in your ledge district. Let's light a fire. Auth told me this is important. Buko told me this is important. I know not a lot of people are, are, are you know, a fan of Bramnick because he's anti-Trump or whatever, but I would take a Bramnick over a Phil Murphy today. Would any of you listening take a Bramnick over Phil Murphy for the past six and a half years? Bramnick trained and took his carry permit here at Gun for Hire. Would you rather have Bramnick or Phil Murphy as your governor? Okay, listen, you're not going to get a Brian Bergen as governor in New Jersey. And I would support Brian Bergen and donate to his campaign and go knock on doors for him. We're not going to get a Brian Bergen right now. We're not ready for it in New Jersey. Would you agree, Sandy? I would absolutely agree. So stamp your feet all you want. Throw temper tantrums all you want. I will take a moderate Republican over a freaking communist any day. Yep. And our governor is a communist who's owned by Goldman Sachs and BlackRock and Vanguard and Soros and Bloomberg. He's worse okay? than a communist. He is a capitalist and he is a communist in capitalist clothing. Yes. So, I mean, he, he's, he wouldn't even admit what he is. But he, a corporatist? Yes. As long as he has his, he don't care about you or yep. yours. Correct. And he's protected. Absolutely. He's protected. Yeah. He doesn't care. He's financially he protected. He's protected by men and women with guns. He's protected in every single way, even being a Democrat. You can have a giant head like a pumpkin and be a child molester and uh, still uh, run for office. You could be a closet cape crusader from Newark. That you could be also, yes. Who grew up in <laughs> Harrington Park but tells everybody you grew <laughs> up in the right. hood. And never, and never even owned a property in Newark. Or owned one but never went there. Yes. But you used to go in the front door of the house that was your address and go out the back door. Right. And your security detail would, would take, take you. you to meet your significant other in the department in New York City. Right. Not that I would know about that. No, 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 not at all. Yeah, And we, and any... Any likeness or names are purely fictional. Yeah. It, his name might rhyme with snooker. <laughs> or he's a good looker. 
He's a good looker. Yeah. He also has those crazy eyes, like AOC and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and uh, Adam same. Schiff. They all have those crazy yeah, eyes. Right. It is, yeah. Kind all of all these communists eye, have yeah. those crazy eyes. They're and they're, just, we got to call them communists now. We're in a battle. Like I said, you have to balkanize. We have to balkanize. Yeah. And these we're going to be doing these civics uh, classes. I am so excited for this because I listen to me. Some of our star students here, you're going to email me, but when you're going before a school board or a town meeting or something, I'm coming. I'm coming and sitting in the back to show my support. I want to watch you. I want to watch our people in action, Sandy. I swear, ideal. I think this is bigger than we think it is. Absolutely. Okay? The other side does not want us doing this. Yep. And it's no, going to put more no, no, targets no. on my back and That's more right. alphabet agencies coming in and doing their d- double due diligence here. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I got to do what I got to do because it's my calling in life and I could give a shit. Ask yourself what other businesses uh, in the gun industry in New Jersey are sticking their neck out right it's it's few and far between i get it they don't want to make waves i get it they got they got a lot to lose so do i but you know what f them all i will not bend a knee and all of you listening should be the same way and i will continue to be your voice and i will continue to be that advocate i love you all independence day god bless sandy what do you got well it looks like you've done it again you've wasted yet another Perfectly good hour listening to Gun for Hire Radio. Gun for Hire Radio is a kinetic media production. The music is in this broadcast is managed by Cosmo Music, New York, New York. On behalf of our show host, master trainer Anthony Calandro, author of Crime Proof, Think Like a Criminal and Beat Them at Their Own Game, which he failed to mention this week, but is still on sale where great books are sold. <laughs> and at the gun shop, bookshop, gun range known as Gun for Hire, where the author himself might frequent from time to time when, Never. He's, not, when he's not at his Florida home. Never! In his swimming pool. Uh, or it has the, a leak, by the way. It has a leak, by the yeah. way. My goodness. Already. Already. Yeah. You jumped in too many times with cleats on. <laughs> You're not supposed to use those golf cleats that in last, the pool. That last belly flop. It was, is that what did it? Yep. <laughs> well, you've heard it right from there. So, uh, from the shadows of the New York City skyline this week and the beautiful Gulf Coast in Alabama, God willing, Jesus tarries and the batteries hold out. We will see you again next week. And get active, please. Get everybody you know a firearms ID and let's screw them the way they need to be. Bye.